Good evening and welcome to the 2021 Showcase of the Performing Arts, brought to you by Friends in Art and the American Council of the Blind. I'm your co-host, Annie Chapetta, and with me tonight is Sam Jasmine. Sam, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? Sure. Hello, everybody. I'm Sam Jasmine. I host the radio show Disability and Progress on KFAN Minneapolis, and I am very flattered to be asked to help Annie host this Friends in Art performance. Wow, that's this is great. So while you're getting yourself settled and getting your beverage of choice, we have some background music brought to you by Ted Boardman of Bloomington, Indiana, and he is playing the piano, a Rachmaninoff piece called Rhapsody on the Theme of Paganini. And now we're going to hear a great little harmonica piece by Mike Rogers. And Mike is from Berwick, Maine. And his piece is called Run Bead. Mike says it's about um, a dog they adopted that they loved who loved to chase chickens. And you can totally hear that in the piece. Mike says he's 80 years young 
and has been playing for about 65 years. was like awesome. I I loved it. My dad used to play harmonica when I was a little girl and it brought me right back to that time. So anyway, our next piece is from Maureen Young and it's titled Schooner and it's accompanied by Nancy Pentagraph from Huntsville, Alabama on harp and it was produced and mixed by our own president of Friends in Art, Mike Mandel. Mm-hmm. 
I'm Maureen Carroll Young, and this is a tribute that I wrote to my fourth seeing eye dog, Schooner, as he approached the Rainbow Bridge. Since age 18, I've never had to walk a cappella. And in the late 80s, there arrived this wonderful canine fellow to compose the tune. His name was Schoon. And as my accompanist, he took the lead and set the beat and anchored the melody of footstep magic. His was a silent song, so precious, so sweet, so that above his golden fleece I could sing and soar and be so very much more than ever a blind person could imagine or see. And the embellishment of his guidance made my embellishment more lovely than ever the freest to free voices could be. That's how it always seemed to me as we walked along, alone, yet together, making music of mutual intuition, love, and respect. That's how the work was for my schooner and me. He was my eyes in traffic, my most loyal accompanist, my family, my solidity, my friend. To the threshold of the Rainbow Bridge, he took more than a decade and a half of trade secrets and fears. He carried them off to be buried forever in that special deposit box of companionable canine trust. And when I die and sing my highest note, the one that shall again bring me to his side, at the threshold of the bridge, he will be waiting. He will take the lead with pride. He will set the tempo and control the stride. The pup will move first as I sing out his name and, and say the word forward. And we'll cross the bridge as a team once more and in perfect synchronicity, we will stand on heaven's shore. that harp at the end. All three people from this piece are guide dog users, and I think we've all had one of those dogs that shine for us. Our next piece is a beautiful poem entitled Acts of Faith, and it's performed by poet Dan Simpson from Lanstown, Pennsylvania. And I believe Dan will be on a future Art Parlor episode. Annie can correct me or tell after, but I don't know about you, Annie, but this poem really spoke to me because I realized I do this every day. Wow, so do I. <laughs> I it spoke to me as well. I felt that like his poem was like one of the more powerful pieces I've read in a long time, and I read a lot of poetry. Acts of Faith Friends describe colors to me. Trumpets are red, they say. Clarinets, purple. And oranges taste like orange. I believe them. No reason not to. I buy books to read with equipment for the blind. It is an act of faith. In the bookstore, all the pages are blank. At the checkout counter, I pay with a bill that, earlier, the grocer said was a 20. 
or I sign a blank slip wherever the cashier tells me. No big deal, I say to myself, walking out the door. Nobody knows everything. I smell the city, oil and brown. The yellow sun shines lemonade, which means the sky must be blue. And now we're going to go across the pond to Sussex, England, to listen to a poem by Mark Dury. It's called Our Dream Cottage. The poem is being read by internationally acclaimed author Gervais Finn. Our Dream Cottage. Just down a winding leafy lane will our little cottage stand. Behind it, cross a sloping field, a wood so wild and grand. Sweet honeysuckle clambering up, a riot o'er our door. Such lovely memories we will have, we couldn't ask for more. The nightly cry of plaintive fox, his pleading for a mate. The answering call of screeching owl, also longing to create. With nature round us in the roar, we'll snuggle up so tight, protected, warm and comfortable, from many a frosty night. Through winter's barren landscape, we'll leave footprints in the snow, long after autumn's brilliance has set the woodland all aglow. At springtime we'll be woken by the birdsong at first dawn. In summer's heat, our children run across the close-cropped lawn. Our dogs will freely jump and play, life just as meant to be. Heaven on earth, a paradise laid out for you and me. This song is performed by the Friends in Arts program chair, Peter Alchel. Peter is from Columbia, Missouri. The piece is entitled Shine, Jesus, Shine, and the song is written by Graham Kendrick, and it's the last track of their CD by the Alt-Jackson Trio. And actually, I want to just say that Peter has been on my show and was really fun. So I'm sure he'll be awesome in this piece, and here we go. Shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Father's glory. Play, Spirit, blaze, set our hearts on fire. Flow, rivers, flow, flood the nations with grace and mercy. Send forth your word, Lord, and let there be light. For the light of your love is shining in the midst of the darkness, shining Jesus, light of the word, shine upon us, set us free by the truth, you now bring us, shine on me, shine on me, shine Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Father's glory, blaze, spirit, blaze, set our hearts on fire, flow, river, flow, with grace and mercy send forth your word Lord and let there be light as we gaze 
shines on your kingly brightness, so our faces display your likeness, ever changing from glory to glory, mirrored here, mirror our lives, tell your story, shine on me, shine on me, shine Jesus, shine, fill this land with your Father's glory, blaze, spirit, blaze, set our hearts on fire, flow, river, flow, flood the nations with grace and mercy, send forth your word, Lord, and let there be Peter. So much talent. Yeah, We have so much talent. <laughs> I know. And speaking of talent, the next person coming up, Abby Taylor. Abby's from Sheridan, Wyoming. And Abby has been on my show. You know, I look for all these great people and I just put them on my show and all of a sudden I find them here. It's great. Yeah. Abby's going to be doing a piece called Dad, Bats, and Me. And I have another fact about Abby. Go for it. Abby is one of our longtime members of Behind Our Eyes, and that's how I met Abby and Peter and a whole bunch of other really great writers with disabilities. So I just wanted to let everybody know that. Hello, this is Abby Johnson-Taylor in Sheridan, Wyoming. I'm a published author, and I would like to share with you one of my poems entitled Dad, Fats, and Me. As the piano's bass notes imitate baby elephant patter, I stomp my six-year-old feet in time. In his armchair across from me, Dad looks up from his book, chuckles. As Fats Waller sings no praises to a woman's oversized feet, I stand, stomp around the den. Up in Harlem, at a table for two, there were three of us, me, your big feet, and you. Dad sings along, yeah, 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 where'd you get em? Yeah, 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 I giggle. As the song crescendos with blaring saxophone and trumpet, I lift my feet, bring them to the floor with purpose. Come on and walk that fun. Oh, I never heard of such walking mercy. The record has other songs. This joint is jumping, it's really jumping. Come in, cat, and check your hat. I say this joint is jumping. Hold tight, hold tight. Hold tight, hold tight, brakataka wants some seafood, mama. But my little feet always stomp in time whenever I hear fat say, Oh, your feet's too big. Don't want you, cause your feet's too big. Can't use you, cause your feet's too big. I really hate you, cause your feet's too big.
Where would we be without our awesome audio team of Derek Lane and Jason Cassingway? We love you. Thank you, audio team. Speaking of audio and producing, our next piece is produced by Fitz Martin of Brooklyn, New York. And the actual artist that he's producing is going to be singing a song called No One. And her name is Empress J. So get ready for a great song. is about the pandemic during the holidays. So Sam, what did you do during the pandemic holiday? I'm not sure I can admit to all the things I did during the pandemic, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Carla Hayes from McMurray, Pennsylvania, she was brilliant and recreated the home for the holidays in pandemic or corona version. So here she is to perform it.
stay home for the holidays. COVID-19 is everywhere you roam. If you want to be healthy in a million ways, for the holidays you must stay home, sweet home. In Maryland and Pennsylvania, they've closed restaurants and stores, so coronavirus won't spread anymore. From our great state of Massachusetts, down to Dixie's sunny shore, from Atlantic to Pacific, this pandemic is horrific, so we all must stay home for the holidays. COVID-19 is everywhere you roam. If you want to be healthy in a million ways, for the holidays you must stay home sweet home. If you attend a Christmas party and the virus starts to spread, then it's possible you'll all be sick in bed. So for now, let's keep our distance, wear our masks and wash our hands. Soon a vaccine will be terrific, but till now I'll be specific. Now we all must stay home for the holidays. COVID-19 is everywhere you roam. If you want to be healthy in a million ways, Okay, well, now we are going to hear Megan Downey. Megan is from Santa Barbara, California. And this piece, I felt so amazed when I first heard it. It's called Heel Top, written by Jake Dittar. And it really does a great job of showing percussive harmonics in a piece, which is not, I can tell you, easy to do. But Megan knows how to do it brilliantly. Megan was also a 2020 scholarship winner. And Megan is going to be on our scholarship panel on the 22nd at 5.45 p.m. during the National ACB Conference and Convention. I'm sure she'll be brilliant, but I want to hear her now.
What a beautiful piece. And now coming up next is Annie Chiapetta. Annie is from New Rochelle, New York. And Annie has been on my show too. How amazing. I feel like you do a great job with just being able to handle about any genre of writing. I'm always amazed with what I hear from you. And the tulips come back. Feels like it's a bittersweet memory of yours. Just kind of reminiscing on things. And so I'd like you to do that for us. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate it. Indeed. The Tulips Come Back by Anne Chapetta. Ten years before my dad died from Alzheimer's disease, he took up deer watching from the deck attached to his house. He'd already stopped hunting a few years prior, the joint pain preventing him from enduring the cold autumns of Ulster County. Neither one of my older sisters ate venison, and me and my younger sister loved it. What I now understand is our young minds trying to come to terms with the incongruity of accepting our dad's farmhand pragmatism with what we knew of him was troubling, even shocking. Our father, gasp, shot a defenseless animal and then, double gasp, sliced it up and ate it. What savagery lies in his soul? I think I was the weird kid in the family. I accepted hunting for family sustenance, just like shopping. We could allow the butchering of cows, chickens, pigs, and other mammals. Why not just do it yourself? Back then, it was labeled farm living, but today it's called free range. When asked about giving up hunting, Dad said, I took my share for years. It's someone else's turn. During family get-togethers, he would tell us about the doe and her fawns. At the salt lick, he put out for them in the clearing near the creek at the back lot of his property. He could tell, for example, the doe was the same one because she had a notched ear. While Dad was passively attracting deer, his wife tried to protect the gardens around the house. They complimented one another, though, luring birds to feeders, offering the raccoons, the fish bones, and fat trimmings, and replacing the salt lick. One year, a few of us gathered for Dad's birthday during the summer on the deck. One of us asked about his deer watching. He said the big doe was gone, and a younger one used the salt lick now, along with a few others. Helen, his wife, agreed the deer was beautiful, adding, I wish they wouldn't eat all the tulips. The blossom-eating ungulates could do no wrong in Dad's eyes, despite Helen's disappointment. As Dad grew frail and Helen attended to him, I often wished we could turn the clock back and once again sit on the deck and listen to his stories and the ways Helen tried to save the tulips and hear the wonder in his voice as he would point out the quiet majesty of a doe and her fawn approaching the salt lick. Well now, isn't that something? Well, that was fun to listen to. Annie, who's coming up next? We have Leslie Hamrick from Schaumburg, Illinois. She's a professional cellist, and she's accompanied on piano by Michael Bridge. And the song is called Spring Song. Spring Song 
Leslie also did a wonderful art parlor podcast. Maybe you can check it out when you have a chance. Next, we're going to listen to someone you all know very well. And he's probably had, I don't know how many CDs over the years, and he's just great. His name is Frank Sr. from New York, and his song is called You're Mine, You. Chained and bound together 
I don't need to buy love You're a slave to my love In every way Hello, and thank you for joining us this evening. I hope you're enjoying the show. This is Mike Mandel, president of Friends in Art. Friends in Art, where visually impaired artists and audience members thrive. The showcase is our major fundraiser for the year, so we hope you'll consider going to friendsinart.org and making a donation, or also you can join us if you'd like. I hope everybody liked Mike Mandel's message. We just recently celebrated our 245th Day of Independence on July 4th. And uh, this next piece that's going to be performed by Fred Spears of Little Rock, Arkansas, is called 50,000 Names on the Wall. There's teddy bears and high school rings. Old photographs that mamas bring daddies With their young boys playing ball There's combat boots that he used to wear When he was sent over there There's 50,000 names carved in the wall There's cigarettes and cans of beer And notes that say I miss you dear And children who don't say anything at all There's purple hearts and packs of gum Fatherless daughters and fatherless sons There's 50,000 names carved in the wall They come from David 
and rosary beads and crucifixion figurines and flowers of all colors, large and small. There's a Boy Scout badge and a merit pin. American flags waving in the wind And there's 50,000 names carved in the wall There's 50,000 names carved in the wall Hello, my name is Jason Castanguay, and for those of you who remember, you're going to think, oh great, another piano and vocal piece. Well, not this time. I'm doing the harp this time. This is a piece that I thought would be very interesting because normally, I think when many people think of the harp, they think of beautiful arpeggios and just rippling chords and things like that. And well, this is not like that. This is a up-tempo piece called Merengue Rojo by Alfredo Rolando Ortiz, otherwise known as the Red Merengue. I hope you enjoy it.
So Sam, what did you think about Jason's harp piece? That was a great piece. I actually really like the harp, especially some good moving harp. And it's a fairly sophisticated instrument. I have never learned to play that. And when I first saw the harp, I thought, oh my gosh, how does anybody do that? <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. great piece. You know who else loved the harp? Our past president, Lynn Heddle. She's now on the Angel Wall. Aww. And she passed away a few years ago. But she was always very passionate about the harp. And um, so at this year's convention, on Sunday the 18th, Jason and Nancy Pentagraph are going to be doing a harp workshop called Gotta Have Harp. That sounds a lot of fun. I think I'm too uncoordinated to learn the harp. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn the guitar in high school, so huh. I don't know. I think I'm better with a keyboard. But the next piece is Dan Simpson. Again. Again. Dan, he keeps coming back. But I really like this piece, actually. This is another fun piece. I have to admit something, and I'm, I don't want you to throw anything at me, but I've never been super into poems or poetry, but his is really fascinating. It does something to me. Like, you really think when you hear his stuff. And I'd like to hear a whole lot more. American girl and French boy take a walk. The sun is lowering a basket of light down into the treetops, and French, too, seems so far away. She recalls her favorite word, the one for grapefruit. Je veux manger du pamplemousse. Je l'aime bien. Je l'aime beaucoup. If she said that, could he get past the words, forget everything he knew, dive straight into the sound and live in that? And, of course, she must tell him everything, someday at least. It also makes her think of pimply moose, every beauty having its own beast. She makes their arms swing as they walk, and she thinks pamplemousse rhymes with it's no use. He holds her hand, so they have that, the language of touch and silence. They smile a lot, and he tries to talk. Shh, she whispers, a word they have in common. Our next person we're going to hear from is Matt Schifrin. It was really fun. Yes, I'm going to say it. Matt was on my show. (laughs) And he was on my show because he's a huge Lego fan. And he told the story about the first humongous Lego set he got. And his friend did all the instructions in Braille for him. And he was instrumental in going to Lego to get them to do the instructions for these big Lego things on their website. They're not going to do them all in Braille, but they're, they at least do them so people can use screen readers to read them. And I'm sure he's still a Lego fan. Nobody ever grows out of Legos, right? No. But he, he has a great singing voice, too. Yeah. I didn't know that at the time, but he really does. And he's from Boston, Massachusetts. He's a, a past scholarship winner. And the piece that he's performing um, was originally from the 1930s, and it's called My Two Loves, or Joie du Amour. Did I say that Je right? Je du Amour. Je du Amour? Je du I amour. believe that's how you say it. Yes, My Two Loves, you're right. 
Matt's piece just takes my breath away. His vocals are phenomenal. I sometimes listen to his performances, and I think, how could somebody really do that? I, it's amazing <laughs> to me. I, <laughs> wow. It is amazing. Just wow. Okay, so uh, our next performance is actually a performance poetry piece with a historic slant to it, and it's from Marilyn Brand Smith from Louisville, Kentucky. And it's about the Belle of Louisville. And this poem includes authentic sounds from the paddle boat, the Belle of Louisville. And I believe it's the only surviving original paddle boat in the United States today. The Belle of Louisville, Jewel of the Ohio, by Marilyn Brant Smith. Pastel prom dresses whirl in the wind on the upper deck. From the Belvedere, watchers wave her on. A storybook scene, magic under a Kentucky moon. Built in 1914, she's logged more cross-country river miles than her sisters. First wood, then coal, made the fire. Steam soars high in the boiler. 
last paddle wheel steamer from the packet boat era still in operation. Hard work on many rivers framed her early years. She served soldiers in World War II as a vessel for the USO. Dining, dancing, and daytime cruises mark her seniority. She survived an attempted sinking in 1997, a collision with a dock one windy October day in 2009. For years, she matched speeds with the Delta Queen, another packet steamer invited down from Cincinnati for the great steamboat race during Derby Week. The Queen retired to another life some years ago. Belle vies with more modern ladies today. Tourists and convention goers hear her call from their downtown hotels. Steam-driven, her whistle and calliope, sometimes played by a blind man, hark back to the spirit of a bygone era. When an update or repair is needed, officials sometimes talk of retirement, permanent residence, but wait, citizens and historians cry. She won the great steamboat race this year. The prize, the golden antlers, adorn her pilot house. Folks on deck, on shore, pictures for TV news and from cell phones applaud her effort. Win or lose, her place in history is secure. is such a great whistle. I love that. It makes you just kind of <clears throat> laid back listening to that. And now that we're so laid back, we can go to an easy listening piece that we can appreciate. Nick Pavel from Sioux Falls, South Dakota is going to do Take It Easy by, I didn't know Travis Tripp did this. <clears throat> I'm totally familiar with the Eagles version. So either way, he'll do Take It Easy. Trying to loosen my load I got seven women on my mind Four that wanna own me Two that wanna stone me Once said she's a friend of mine Take it easy Take it easy Don't let the sound of your own wheels Drive you crazy Lighten up while you still can don't even try to understand Just find the place to make your stand Take it easy Well, I'm standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona Such a fine sight to see It's a girl on board in a flatbed Ford Slowing down to take a look at me Come on, baby, don't say maybe I got to know if your sweet love is gonna save me We may lose and we may win But we 
never be here again So open up, I'm climbing in Take it easy This individual, Harvey Miller, he's a longtime Friends and Art member, and his music has stretched through decades. Harvey's going to perform a Chopin piece called Prelude in B flat minor.
Hi, this is Peter Altschul, the chair of the Friends in Art Scholarship Committee, and I'm here to introduce our 2021 scholarship winner, Kai Owens. Hello, hey, Kai, congratulations. Hello, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So, Kai, where are you from? I am from Statesboro, Georgia. It's about an hour outside of Savannah. Okay. And what are your plans for next fall? In the fall, I'm going to be attending the University of Georgia as a percussionist and music theory major. And I'm super that's, excited. That's really terrific. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, Kai, let's talk about what people are about to hear. First, you're going to be drumming to a track, correct? Yes, I am. Talk about the track that you're drumming to. What do you like about it? What do you find interesting about it? Yeah, so this band is called This Town Needs Guns, and I really like the band. Um, they use a variety of different time signatures in most every song, so it's constantly changing, which gives it a really interesting feel, and it makes it really fun to play, and it's a nice challenge. So I just really enjoy the, the feel of playing it and just the vibe of the music. And for those who might remember 20 years ago, for me, they sound like a mix of Red Hot Chili Pepper and System of the Down, who I'm very fond of both. <laughs> so, Kai, there is a video associated with this track. Describe the video. Yeah, so it's me sitting in front of my drum kit. I've got my long, curly hair down a little bit past my shoulders. Um, I'm playing a right-handed drum set, so everything's set up pretty standard for that. Um, I have two crash cymbals over to my left. Then I have a ride cymbal, a china cymbal, and a stack on my right. And then I've got three tom drums, a kick drum, and my snare drum, and then a couple extra little effects cymbals thrown in here and there. And presumably a hi-hat as well? Yes, I do. Okay. On the left side, yeah. On the left side, okay. Well, we hope people will enjoy this performance and congratulations, Kai. Before I go though, I do want to encourage people to join us on July 22nd from 5.45 to 7 p.m. because Kyle will be part of the panelists of scholarship winners we're going to be talking to, and we think they'll have a lot of interesting things to say. So enjoy the performance and come join us on Thursday.
Now that's a drum song. Okay. Rockin'. Rockin', exactly. And speaking of rockin', <laughs> Michael Byington from Topeka, Kansas. He's doing patriotism and pandemics online. You know, I, when I heard this piece, the first thing I thought of was, really? You can be nude in your backyard? I'm moving to Kansas. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, maybe not. Anyway, take it away, Michael. Let's hear your piece. This is an experience that I had with Facebook during the COVID-19 sequestering. It involved an email from my good friend Glenn, among several others. I opened Facebook the other day and read a message from my good friend Glenn. It read, Tonight, at approximately 10 p.m., a medical satellite will cross the United States and will take everyone's temperature. You are required to stand naked on your porch or in your front yard from 9.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. holding your ID in the air in your right hand. Results will be sent to you by mail in roughly two weeks. Well, this was the seventh time that I had received a notice to this effect, so I thought I should explain some of my concerns to Glenn. I wrote, now Glenn, this is the seventh time I have received a notice telling me to do this. Every time it is in a different font and color, although it usually features some red, white, and blue. The instructions are always about the same, though. Of course, being a patriotic American, I always comply. But I have yet to receive any results in the mail. The first time I got such a notice was in March. It was still cold outside, and I had such a shrinkage problem that my wife received three sympathy cards from the neighbors. The second time, the police stopped by. They couldn't give me a ticket for public nudity because, as was on nationwide press a couple of years ago, Topeka, Kansas has no ordinance against being naked in one's own yard or on one's own property. They did, however, give me a warning citation because they said that the yard art I was displaying was in violation of the Neighborhood Improvement Association's Neighborhood Beautification Program. The third time I received this notice, there was a thunderstorm going on, and lightning almost struck my uh, uh, lightning rod. <laughs> the fourth time, I realized when I got outside that I had forgotten my ID. So I reached into my mailbox and pulled out a letter with my name on it and started waving that in the air. The envelope turned out to be from Publisher's Clearinghouse, and a traveling salesman who happened to be driving through the neighborhood saw me, and he thought I'd won. <laughs> I have yet to get rid of him. The fifth time, there were mosquitoes, and they found certain parts of my anatomy to be dialectable. Well, when I got the notice the sixth time, apparently the cute little college cheerleader girl from down the street had also gotten one. She came out at the same time I did, and I suddenly realized that something besides my ID was waving in the air. I think it distracted the satellite when all I was trying to do was to show off my patriotism among other things. Now, Glenn, 
You tell me I have to do this for a seventh time. I am curious as to what kind of adventure may befall me this time. Well, that was a number of days ago, but I still doubt that the satellite got a good reading. When I stepped outside into the front porch, uh, one of the local neighborhood werewolves just happened to be walking by. He saw my pasty, white, round, bulbous ass, and he thought it was a full moon, so he started going through the change. I had to go back inside the house just to get him to change back. I still feel my proclivities toward patriotism, but if I get the notice for an eighth time, I think I'm going to leave my proclivities inside and just post a picture. Google Earth is a thing now. That's true. That is true. Yeah. And so everyone probably saw him in his pandemic action. <gasps> okay. Could be. Well, moving on. So we're going to hear from Terry Nord. And he was a band leader for Friends in Art in the 2018 convention. So he's a, a dear friend to Friends in Art. And uh, we're going to hear his song, I Smell Like a Honky Tonk. I'm still trying to figure out what that smells like. (laughs) I smell like a honky-tonk in Texas With beer and cigarettes upon my breath They're gonna have to kick me out of Texas Or this nightlife's gonna beat me to death I've spent my nights from San Antonio to Dallas I've been to every Jew joint in between I've danced with every Sally, Susie, Jane, and Alice They're all my honky-tonk queens I smell like a honky-tonk in Texas With beer and cigarettes up on my breath They're gonna have to kick me out of Texas Or this nightlife's gonna beat me to death When Johnny Gimble's playing on that fiddle Makes me think Bob Wills is still alive There's nothing like being in the middle Of a big dance floor on a Texas Saturday night I smell like a honky-tonk in Texas With beer and cigarettes upon my breath They're gonna have to kick me out of Texas Or this nightlight's gonna beat me to death Someday I know I will But the music, lights, and laughter They give me such a thrill I smell like a honky-tonk in Texas With beer and cigarettes up on my breath They're gonna have to kick me out of Texas Or this nightlife's gonna beat me to death I smell like a honky-tonk in Texas With beer and cigarettes Sip on my prayer 
gonna have to kick me out of Texas Or this nightlife's gonna beat me to death From San Antonio to Austin, from Dallas to Fort Worth This nightlife's gonna beat me to death I just gotta get out of here I, for one, want to thank Derek and Jason for their awesomeness, putting all this together and doing such a great job. And I also want to thank you too, Annie, for asking me to help you with this and giving me this experience. It's been great, and I've had a lot of fun. Ah, uh, so glad that you said that. I'm so happy that you came on, and I was so, like, afraid to ask you at first. I was like, she's going to say no. But then you said yes, and I was like, <laughs> wow! I was, like, very excited about it, you know? Um, oh, so I, well, thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm honored to be here. So it was a great experience for me, and I had a lot of fun. I'm so glad you came, and uh, thanks to Derek and Jason for all of their awesomeness. I don't know how to their say magic. it. Yeah, their magic. Uh, you know, we started in the pandemic year of, oh, no, can we do this? And they made it happen, and it was such a professionally done show. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for the time you, you put into it and, you know, for all the coaching you've done just being the people you are. So thank you. And speaking of professionally done, they're doing their beginner's podcast session. Yes, it's a workshop. How to do it. So Tuesday from 2.30 to 3.45 p.m. Did I get that right? Yes, yes, you did. All right. I think people should join. It's a lot of fun. Derek, would you like to say something about it? <laughs> I'll put you <laughs> okay. on the spot. <laughs> All right. So I come from behind the... the <laughs> He's like, yeah. Okay. So basically what we're going to do essentially is uh, talk about uh, different kinds of production techniques you can use in your recording and uh, podcasting efforts. The kinds of mics you might want to look at depending on the types of things you want to record or produce or even uh, some tips on using what you have and making it sound better than you may believe possible. That sounds great, and I'm going to be there. You're going to have a packed house, I can tell. I bet you will, actually. Should be fun. So if you want to hear more about you guys, I think they should know your website. Yes. www.friendsinart.org And we would love to have your support in any way and any shape that you can give it. And, of course, there's always next year. This is a fundraiser. So go to friendsinart.org and promote them. If you like what you hear, support them. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the next couple of days of the National Convention for the American Council of the Blind. Friends in Art will be there in some of the workshops on our own or partnering with other special interest affiliates. Oh, and one more thing. We have an after-hour show coming up, hosted by Nancy Pantograph. So you should be getting the Zoom links if you've registered for the convention, and uh, we'll hear you there. So have a good night, everybody. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Sam. Thank you.